I'm Stephen Gregory Smith. And I'm Matt Connor. We are going back to the hive. For season five. Of the, the Connor, Connor and Smith, Smith Show. So we have two very special guests tonight. Who came in our house. Live in person. Yeah, it was like a studio in person event. And we are here to tell you about it. It is Christina Molinari and Shano Boyle. And we had such a great time. We had wine. We had cheese. We had figs. Yes, all the things. It was such a great. No, dates. Dates. Yeah. We had a date. Yeah, we had, we had a date with, with dates. dates. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we're going to take a quick break. First, can I tell you, Spotify and Anchor are paired companies. So if you're listening on Anchor or some other platform, please pause right now. Please go to Spotify. I know people have issues with Spotify's issues, but please subscribe on Spotify listen on Spotify because the goal post keeps moving and we're not getting paid anymore unless people listen through Spotify. So please, whatever your platform you listen on, go to Spotify. Here's another thought. Here's another trick. If you love us and support us, if you have a Roku or a phone or a computer, go play the Connor and Smith show on Spotify, on your devices. Turn the volume down. We need listens. We need a lot of listens for us to meet some kind of goal. Goal. So please think about that. Um, we really appreciate that if you do. We also have a Patreon. If you are so able, please look at patreon.com slash Connor and Smith. We're going to take a quick break and we will be right back. In 1985, Tyler was meeting Justin at their favorite arcade, Longshot. Just as Justin was about to confess his love for Tyler, the world changed. Blending elements of 1980s pop culture and LGBTQIA fiction, we journey through this incredible experience that brings them closer together as they fight against the world trying to keep them apart. Listen to Longshot on Anchor FM, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and wherever you get your podcasts. everybody we are here with the third i think live in the room podcast on the connor and smith show yeah it's like those live musicals you watch on tv except worse but different yeah um tonight uh can we have our guests one by one say your name out loud we'll start with guest one christina o'boyle and Sean O'Boyle. Welcome. Ah, Welcome to O'Boyle. Ah, yes. Okay, we've done something really completely different this time for this these guests because we are dear and near. Well, no, not so near, but fa fairly near if you look at the the entire planet. Um, but tonight we have actually written questions down that they're going to pick from, and they're going to be completely out of on, uh, our linear kind of scripted journey of like, you grew up here and they went to school and now what's next so they each will pick one individually but they both will answer that question okay okay, okay. so there's no like Sean question and Christian question it's a question for both of them that somebody picks we also have snacks so if you hear crunching I'm sorry yeah <laughs> Um, all right, are we ready for the first? I think Christina should pick the, Please, Christina, pick the first Wait, one. Christina, pick the first one. Matt, take a picture of that real quick before they, they do that. Just so people Where's it have a go? visual. Oh, it's going to go the, on the thing? Yeah, we'll put it. It looks like a hairdo. Right. Mm -hmm. It's very cute. It's pink. And guess what? There's 15 questions because oh, today. Oh, there goes one or two. Oh, this is the one. Right, There's there 15 go. questions because today, today is the 15th. Yeah. Perfect. I'm just trying to be a numerologist on TikTok. All right. <laughs> first question. Oh. Have you returned to SU since graduating? Oh. Yes, several times to see the musicals over the summer, SSMT. Oh, fun. Yeah. Which now they only do 
two? Yeah, they've narrowed it down. It used to three. be four, and now it's three. But yes, many times. And we did return once uh, with our daughter and drove around the campus, saw the expansion, and mm -hmm. uh, was able to show her you know, where we went to school. It was very cool. Which is yeah. almost not unrecognizable, but way different. And the um, town yes. is like a town. Yeah. Do you do you see any of, of her having like any sort of flair for the stage or flair for a, a, a Makita? She cried during dance. I had her in dance for two years. So that's not... No, and she stood up there, total stage fright, cried, came off the stage and said, can we please never do that again? And I said, fine. <laughs> oh, that's, uh, I think we're safe. Did you say mummy was Fastrata? <laughs> no, mummy was Cassie. I that's said, right. No wire hangers. <laughs> oh my God, that's right. We'll have to talk about Cassie later. Mm. Um, we, when was the last time we were at SU? For our show, maybe? Oh, yeah, probably when we did. Um, 2014? Yep. All right, Sean, pick a pinky. Okay. <clears throat> what is the last book you read? Oh, gosh. Oh, did I read a book? I, I would. I oh, hope like, it's the Bible. <laughs> <laughs> the last book I read was probably. Oh my goodness, a book by Thomas Fleischman. Um, I don't even remember what it was now off the top of my head. What does he write about? Uh, it's mainly like environmental, political. It was um, flat, flat and crowded. Flat and crowded. How our yes. world's being destroyed. Oh wow! Really depressing books. Well, but so very good writer. Yeah, I got sucked into a series that's sort of fairy porn. It's was the Court of Thorn and Roses, and it's about these fairy worlds. Has some some intellect to it, and then the, it's a five book series by Sarah J. Moss, and I just finished a month ago the fifth one called Court of Silver Flames. Oh wow! Yes, if you want to get sucked into something with a little with like a little spice. A it is being made into a movie, yeah. And I believe uh, they chose the guy who's in what's the Scottish Outlander. Oh yeah. God! Yep. So Ugh. he's playing one of the high fey uh, guys. Yeah, have you watched Outlander? Movie. Yeah, I have. Yes, I know. Lord, mm -hmm. lordy, lordy, I follow him on on Twitter. No, on um, Instagram, Sam Hugany or whatever. Mm-hmm. And Byron is back panting right into the microphone. So welcome, Byron. It's <laughs> a very fancy microphone, Steve. Now I have to say, where did you get it? You bought it for me. Google. No, Amazon. <laughs> I Googled Amazon. Mm -hmm. All right, Christina. Okay. Number three. We're moving fast. This is going to be a short session. Have you attended other colleges or received other degrees? When I was living in Los Angeles, I went to Los Angeles Community College to begin a degree in psychology. I did not finish. Are you still, you still paying for it? No, no, it's please. It was $18 a credit in Los Angeles, which is why I tried to, I only did a year. Yeah. How long were you in LA? Seven and a half years. Really? Yeah. What was the time period? I was there 99 to uh, 2004, so maybe, no, 98 to 2004, so six years, six years. Did you ever play a Band-Aid? Isn't that in the Cassie monologue, something about, like, I played a Band-Aid? Band band no, something I don't, like that? No, I did not play a Band-Aid, but I did, I was in the Screen Actors Guild, and I played a lot of, as a background actor. Did you ever think about that Cassie monologue while you were in LA? No, I forgot about I'm that. I'm thinking now. about it right now. Yeah. I am. I'm Did Cassie have a monologue? Yes. Yes. About being in LA and about like she was she needed this job because she, it was not happening for her. In right. LA. Yeah. You yeah, were so great as Cassie. And Aww, so you left sweet. right after Chorus Line then, probably. I left right after Chorus Line. I spent six months up in San Francisco to get my California's driver's license so I could go to LA and get an apartment. So night after night, you said a monologue about how going to LA <laughs> was not working for you and then you went to LA. <laughs> Correct. That's courageous. Yeah, it didn't sink in, obviously. No, but yeah. she's not you. No, she's not me. Yeah. So there you go. Yeah. I think you lasted there longer than she did, right? <laughs> Sean, have you, have you gone back to school for anything? Uh, I did take some community college classes in um, AutoCAD uh, after Shenandoah to uh, update uh, my um, skills and get more modernized because 
you know, when we were at Shenandoah, everything was still hand drawing, hand drafting. Uh, there was really no computer. I mean, there was a computer lab, but we didn't have internet. We didn't have emails. So for my um, Aunt Cheryl, what's AutoCAD? So AutoCAD is computerized uh, aided design. Mm -hmm. um, it is uh, essentially how everything is really done now. In fact, it's even gone beyond just two-dimensional drawing. Everything's now 3D modeled. Um, you know, it's very... 3D printed. Three, exactly. I mean, it's it's now when you're in, in working in the modern, you know, uh, construction industry, even the design industry, hardly everything's paper anymore. Everything's now done on the computer and everyone can collaborate. Um, and that's something that was just missing, I think, from Shendo at the time when we were there. It, uh, you know, they were still sort of working in the... Like Broadway in the 50s? <laughs> similar, yeah. <laughs> that was our experience. So, but you know what I think is important for us, we have a generation where we know the difference and have both. Yes. So there's times we can pivot backwards and forth, but if you all of a sudden don't have the your powers out or whatever, not really. But like COVID happened, we had, all had to kind of go back to like our basic, like, yep. what do we do? And I think it's great that you lived in both of those worlds. Well, we, we, you know, when we were getting around, you had a map in your car and you opened up your map, you figured out where you're going and you went and now you just type it in GPS and there's no need to know the city or where everything is. And uh, I think that's missing. You don't learn. Exactly. I, I don't know people's phone numbers. Yeah. Because mm -hmm. I don't need to. But I just I, hit. On the mm -hmm. podcast, I think it was Monica Mulring who said this best. We're of the generation where we had 20 years without technology and then 20 years with. Yes. And so we've kind of gotten the best of both because we do know how to survive in, in like, I guess I can write out a math problem if I need to, but with, you know, it's just an interesting place because everybody else can't imagine, you know, the fact that we maybe printed out our MapQuest directions yep. and took them in the car. Right. We're, we're old enough to uh, understand technology uh, or young enough to understand technology and old enough to get upset by it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. All right. Your turn. Number four. Four. Where do you live now? Uh, so now uh, we are living in Maryland. Uh, we live uh, near Boonesboro, Maryland, outside of Frederick. Um, we have been out there now for nine years. It'll be ten years this December. Mm -hmm. um, and... I sure, you're it. not far from Jenny Soto. No, no, not far from Jenny Soto. Um, and uh, we love it out there. It's absolutely beautiful. We have a lot of uh, property. We have, um, you know, room to walk around. And Is the way off Broadway theater still existing in Frederick? I'm not it used sure. To be there. It, it, it used to be there. I don't know if they're still there. There still are a couple of small theater companies uh, in, in Frederick, which Landless is nice. theater performs so out there. So you're talking like 15 minutes outside of Frederick? Half hour. 30 minutes. And you're yeah. headed up above Frederick, west, east? West. 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 So you're headed towards the old Pennsylvania. Toward Hagerstown, but sort of south of that, um, Six, 70 or yep, yeah, out 70, yeah, out 70, out all 40. Yeah, it's uh, we're kind of you know, it, it takes us a half an hour to get to any big box store. Uh, and there's a, there's a little grocery store about 10 minutes away from our house. Um, that's I think the most inconvenient part of it. It does take a while to get anywhere, but um, you know, ever since COVID, it's now I work from home um, and our daughter's homeschooled. So it's it's nice. It's yeah. nice being at home and, and having a place that's sort of our, our landing area. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Your homestead. Yes, mm -hmm. sort of. That would be a wonderful goal to homestead and be able to make enough food to sustain to a year. Sustain. It's a personal goal of mine to see if we can do it. We're a no-kill farm, so we have chickens that lay eggs. I don't nice. know if I could get to the point where with that homesteading where we're using animals in, in that way. I guess only when needed. Yeah, I think in like dire needs, we're, we're going out for the deer in the woods and, and that. It's really nice. Sean also has a lot of shops that he gets to play and tinker with, so it's a nice playground for him. How did you find the house? Oh, quite by accident. I mean, we've always dreamed of having some property, you know, out in the country not on a main road where I'm, um, you know, maybe a dozen cars pass your house in a day. Um, and quite by accident, uh, you know, serendipitously, Christina was online and, and just happened to find this place. And it was the right time, the right place. We, we got there before anyone else did, put a bid in and luckily- <laughs> Put our flag in the dirt. That's right. <laughs> it's ours. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. 
It, we weren't looking to move, uh -huh. and all of a sudden it's like, oh, we have to sell our current house, we have to pack up, we have to finish projects and move. Wow. And it all happened within a month and a half, I think. Yes, it was quick. It was so quick. since... So since you guys have some sort of like summer holiday get-together thing? Every did you? 4th of July. 4th of July. Everyone's invited. There's plenty of room. Yes. Fourth of July is tricky. It is. It oh, is. Well, is here's it? what's tricky. Stephen's birthday is the fifth, um. so the Fourth of July feels like it's the fifth. Yeah. And so it's tricky. But <sighs> we we used to spend every fourth for a very long time of our life on a yacht oh, on the nice. Potomac, yeah. and we really thought that was the end of our life. <laughs> we thought, okay, we've made it. Ha! <laughs> this is not my boat. Well, that's gone. Yeah. We will sing happy birthday to you. <laughs> Sean um, does the fireworks. It's, it's quite a quite Since a party. both of you won't have to answer that question since you live together, yes. Christina, can you just give us a visual picture through audio of like, okay, you drive into your property. What What is kind of the general How long is the driveway? Like what, what does the house look like? Okay. <clears throat> barn. The first thing you'll notice is the big red barn. You pull classic red barn. Classic, classic red nice barn. barn. Old yep. Americana. Nice. You pull into a gravel driveway. You pass the red barn on your right. On the left-hand side, maybe, I don't know, 50 yards up. Definitely. There is a gray barn on the left-hand side. That is Sean's metal shop where he has his barracuda and he has a car lift. Amazing. Luckily, I have someone that fixed the car. because. And then as you continue down the gravel driveway on the right-hand side is Sean's wood shop. And that's another little red barn. And then the house is in front of you. Uh, right before the house, there's a tiny little red shed that's my greenhouse. And then the nice. house is green with little black shutters. And then past the house, because the house was built in 1880. There wow. was originally very simple salt box sort of situation. Two uh, rooms at the bottom, two rooms at the top, no plumbing. No plumbing, right? no electricity. Super simple, 1880s. It used to be an apple orchard, 200 acres originally, wow. and then they subdivided it over time. We wound up with the apple orchards farmstead. Farmstead. Yeah. yeah. And then behind it was, now it's been expanded. Now there's a kitchen, and, and obviously there's plumbing and electricity, there's more rooms. Behind <laughs> the house is the summer kitchen where in the 1880s you didn't want to burn down your house so you would prepare your meals in a separate house and the summer kitchen it is a little rundown it's on our many project list it has a big stone fireplace with a metal arm that you would put your kettle on you would build the fire i know it's it's i've really... never heard of a summer kitchen so in yeah it's the that makes kitchen. sense right yeah, i've they never heard of heat that. the house so you would have a fire and the fire would go 24-7 all year there would always be a fire in that fireplace because that's what that's you used to kitchen. cook wow. yeah that was like the old microwave yes <laughs> and interestingly uh very the, large oh the people that used to live in the house will still come by mm -hmm. and and come and hi i used to live here and i was raised here and my grandmother used to cook and they'll walk around and tell us about the property when they were young which is amazing because so cool one of the reasons we love old houses is for the history yeah and and to carry on that history and to make new memories well and to learn about like what happened on this land i mean yeah. you're a part of that house's story mm -hmm. yeah. that's so you have to write your name somewhere you know yes yeah we did that i think in the attic of this house the, and we have found names in the house as mm -hmm. we've done some we renovation found in the there were two girls that were upstairs in the bedroom and you could see their heights in the closet mm, that's amazing and it said in stocking feet and it had their names on each side and dates, how tall and, and their dates and so we when we renovated that room which is now our daughter's room we pulled those pieces out and saved them because they come by and visit every once in a while and they know we saved their stocking feet oh my god that's so cool for them to take with them now this is a silly question and we'll move on from the house in a moment but it, there's a lot of interesting things is it haunted I don't yeah. believe it's haunted. And I, we, I have not, yeah, I, I haven't felt Old houses, yet. I have to ask. Yes. Know? Yeah. Yeah, I, I haven't felt anything. Now, we have heard that the area that we're in was part of the Underground Railroad. Oh, cool. And that, you know, Harriet Tubman came through that area uh, along the, the National Pike. Because we're so you have good less energy. than, yeah, we have good energy. We're less than yeah. five miles off the old National Pike, which mm -hmm. is, you know, the original 
paved road that the federal government first road ever paved in the United States. Mm -hmm. Really? Was, yeah. And this is that forty? Yes. Yeah. Alternate forty. Yeah. 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 And Goes through my near my hometown in yeah. Pennsylvania. The slaves would have come from Hagerstown mm -hmm. through to try to go up to Pennsylvania. <clears throat> yeah. So it's got good energy. It, uh, we, we, you know, well, last thing on the house when we first pulled onto that property. Before we saw the house, we both got out, we looked around, and we both looked at it. Yeah, this is it. That's how people felt kind of in our podcast when they came onto the Shenandoah campus. They mm -hmm. just had an, an instant, this is it. Yeah. Okay. Yes. That's how, how I feel when I see a salad bar. <laughs> <laughs> this is I'm it. like, this is it. You go get your thing. I'm good. Next question. Next okay. question. Okay. Number five. <clears throat> Last show you saw in a theater. The last show you saw in a theater. It was your show. We were sitting there at the end. What was the show? Was it Ichabod? It, Ichabod. Yes. Ichabod was Ichabod. the last show I saw. Oh, we saw the, the cabaret, uh, but uh, the, the, the uh, Sondheim cabaret, Ichabod. but I think the last show was Ichabod. Yeah. We just got nominated for the Charles MacArthur Award, award which is the most prestigious award in Washington for for, for, for writing new work. <gasps> for Congratulations. Ichabod. Yes. Congratulations. It was all Stephen. It wasn't. <laughs> it was most of you. I was just the editor. No. You... I was just the editor going, good, 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 good. See, we, we knew that they had last seen that show, and we wrote that question as a plug to talk about <laughs> ourselves. <laughs> no, it's almost March, and it feels like June. Yeah. Um, so I was out. just wondering what was, uh, there's, uh, you know, Hamilton. <laughs> you get the Kenny Center much? Unfortunately, no. Mm. But I, what, uh, I think I just heard, well, if, if Les Mis ever tours again, that's, I would it's love coming to see. In the spring. I would love to see Les Mis. Again. Is it really? Uh huh. Oh, there you go. Well, there you go. Well, I'm gonna have mm -hmm. to definitely see that. Is it coming it to the Kennedy Scarlet. Center? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh, ask I, I'll ask Ryan, but I think it's coming in. Um, I didn't know there was a new tour of it. I think so. I know Cats is coming back. <clears throat> Cats no. has been here. Yeah. Cats is just, no, why do you say no? <laughs> <laughs> he loves the Cats because he was in it. Well, you can't talk about it. I don't love it because I had to watch it. You can't it. talk right. about it until you are in it because you don't want I, to I'll watch the show. I'll never be in it. I'll never be in it. You want to be a kitty cat. No. <laughs> Let me tell you something. I'm a dog person. When I when I got cast in Cats, I was like, I don't get it. I don't get it. Mm. Then I started rehearsing it and I was like, oh, I get it. This show is for everybody up here on the stage because when you are a cat dressed in a cat suit, you can do anything you want. <laughs> you can scratch, sniff, take, whatever. Hide candies on the set. Hide candy. Yeah. And eat them. Yeah. All right. Next. Next bum, 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 bum. Favorite memories from SU. This might take a minute. Oh, my goodness. Well, they're, they're, let's hope there are some. Favorite memories. Oh, favorite... That's a loaded question. Oh, lots of memories from SU. The first thing that pops into my head is the scene shop and driving down there and working on load-ins. Um, I think my favorite memories, uh, yeah, late nights. Late nights. Now, wait, was there two scene shops in my lifetime there? Because there was two, well, yeah, I mean, the, I wouldn't call it a favorite memory, but certainly a memory that sticks in my head was the scene shop fire yeah, when it burnt down. That's right. Yeah, there was uh, there was that. Um, we lived through that. And then How they, did that happen? Oh, well, uh, Sam and I, Sam Shones and I were down there. Hi, uh, Sam. <laughs> working uh, on the... The, the variety show that we would do, it was the touring show with the, um, help me out. Showmakers? No, no show music theater ensemble? It, I think it was music theater ensemble. Yeah. <clears throat> and uh, we were working on that, and it, we were also building uh, the scenery at the same time for On the Town. Yeah, sure. And um, we were you know cutting some metal, and apparently there was some sparks, and... You know, after that, fire. Yeah. Um, it was just chemistry at that point. A absolutely. Um, so, yeah, that it was. we left for the night, and uh, unfortunately, we didn't stay and do a fire watch after working with hot materials, and yet uh, ended up the whole thing. Well, part of the problem was it was a two-car garage that we were building scenery in, so it was just stuffed, and um, I think it was probably a good thing in the end that that happened because they ended up 
you know, building a, a larger shop. The uh, correct way. Yeah, the correct way. And, and we had a better space uh, after that. But, um, yeah, that, that was unfortunate. That's probably a memory that sticks in my head. Yeah. I remember being with you on a lot of strikes. Yeah. And everyone would kind of always be waiting to be on the truck crew. Because you knew that you were just going to be, like, throwing stuff around and getting on the truck and driving it back up. Because everyone hated to be walking around the theater for hours, like, unscrewing stuff. Because Mac would make you sort screws if you weren't doing something. Yeah. And no one wanted to sort screws. No. <laughs> but you know, Mac, I'm 53 and I'm still sorting screws, let me tell you. Do you know my, my strike trick? And I'm sorry to all the people who actually worked, but I actually would have made things take longer if I tried to work. Because I was inept at anything. I grabbed a tool and I walked with purpose. Absolutely. And no one ever questioned me and I never did anything. I know I'm a freeloader, but um, yeah, walk wow. with purpose while holding a tool. No one will question what you're doing. Or hold a clipboard and look angry. Yeah. <laughs> no one will talk to you. I would not have been in charge of anything. Clipboard is responsibility. Did you have a, did you have a favorite set that was like really fun or inspiring because it was challenging or like the Sweeney Todd show or anything was like, Sweeney, oh God. Sweeney Todd was certainly technical challenged. Um, I am trying to remember the name of the show now. It was in the studio theater. The Crucible? No, it wasn't The Crucible. It was earlier than The Crucible. It was an interior set. It was a, oh my Rumors? God. I think it was Rumors. Yes, sort of almost like a uh, six or eight person. Yes, interior thing. Um, and I can see everyone's faces that were in it. Um, but that was... I think that was a set that we built and it just, you, you sat on that set and you felt that you were in a different place. You felt that you were in the show. Yeah. Um, and it was, it, it, everything on that set had purpose for the show and it really worked well with it. Um, and it was certainly a, um, a very realistic type of set. It wasn't um, abstract or, or just levels to play off of. Um, and uh, that, was, that was a fun that was a fun uh, set to build. Yeah. You know, it's funny. I, I think I'm sure lots of seasoned audience members understand, you know, the different departments, the sound, the set, the lights, the costumes, whatever, how, how it all combines. But, you know, the, it's very easy to kind of let one of those departments kind of not meet its mark. And it kind of, they all have to kind of match, you know, the yes. and to create this... Um, environment and create this space where it's safe to maybe um, challenge the audience with something political or something social or whatever to allow that because if it's off a little bit you sit there you know during the performance thinking hmm this doesn't feel like it's quite right well theater's a collaborative art yeah and everyone has to work together to a common goal to make it to make it work yeah yeah what, what are some highlights for you Chris when Sean mentioned the late nights, I remember for your one-person show, doing a lot of late nights, uh, we were rehearsing an Armstrong on the stage, doing some choreography. I think a lot of my favorite memories involve people, the house, the frat house, the parties, uh, the just the environment. I don't have like a favorite, favorite time, but it's mostly... Pippin. That feeling. Well, Pippin, of course, yes. Pippin, it has to be yes. mentioned. Pippin. Well, because of the, because there was such a small number of us, yeah. it was like it takes a village, and it, and we were like the village, and we would go to our classes and have to help each other out and think like, I don't know what this means. What do I do for this? And we were talking with Kelly Atkins Atkins the other day about the sheet that went around with all of our scene study verb uh, or things. It was like to this, to that that we would use for scoring. Yes. Yeah, they would pass it around and say, do you have this? <laughs> and all that. I remember not, I didn't know anything. And I still don't. But I remember trying to find a space for rehearsal at 11 o'clock at night and using like one of the pool rooms or the rec rooms, one of the dorms and thinking, what am I doing? And then you have to use like, oh, busted old chairs from the 70s for like different things and different props that didn't make any sense and I think oh my god is this really is this really a conservatory which prepped <laughs> and, you for working in regional theater which prepped me for, <laughs> for which prepped me for everything else I was going to do in theater because that's exactly what it is 
we just put, had a rehearsal for a concert and we had we rehearsed in a church um, and we invited a lot of heavenly singers <laughs> um, for as much as we complained about how maybe Shenandoah wasn't the most modern school or had the most uh, up to date uh, equipment it really did prepare you for the real world yeah. that you're going to run into you're not going to have the perfect theater and all the people and all the yeah. tools and the unlimited budget and those institutions also aren't up to date a lot of them many of them most yeah yeah I felt like it was like a boot camp. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That it was yeah. more like, we're not going to tell you how to figure everything out. Although I wish they would have told us a little more. <laughs> like how well, to do a may, resume. May, well, how to pay taxes. Well, maybe what to do after school. Yeah, the kind business of, thing. of the business. Yeah, I did feel like after school, I was kind of like, oh, whoa. So school's over? But they right. have all those things now. Yeah, they do really do. All those courses. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, those would have been nice. Okay, one more question. Drum roll, please. Oh, oh, Christina. I'm just looking at the time. We're almost a half hour. What's next? What's on the horizon? What's on the horizon? Well, first of all, we're going to fix the kitchen place. The summer kitchen. Summer kitchen. <laughs> and we need your help. We need your dollars. We are, we are here. A fundraiser now. Yes, we're going to have a concert in Boomsville. Yes. Boonesboro. Boonesboro. It's Boons Farm. We're no. starting a new troop called the Boonesboro Players. We have a stage. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah. We have uh, a barn that's put on a show. That's amazing. Yeah, we'll, yeah. Have, a, we'll, we'll have a uh, a wagon. We've worked with many less auspicious And we'll places, do a little fun know. concert. Everyone's got to pay like $25 and it's B-Y-O-E. And then $25 Bring your to own leave. everything. Um, so what's next? Chickens are well. We're getting a new little flock of chickens. Uh, Where do you get chickens? You just buy them. Order them on mail. They well, Amazon. No, probably. I mean, maybe. <laughs> probably. We they have come a, in a little box. We have a co-op. Oh, we put in an order this year, so we go pick them up and the little chick chick Amazon. chicks, and, and they'll come in. <laughs> they'll come in in March, and they'll be like beep 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 for a while until they lay eggs. Do they go right outside immediately? No, 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 no. no. They, they stay inside until it's 70 degrees and then you're allowed to bring them outside. And even when you bring them outside, you have to watch out for chicken hawks. Chickens are walking bait. Mm -hmm. Everything wants them from the sky, from the ground. So in a chicken flock, there's one mother hen and then there's a sentinel and the sentinel looks to the skies and the mother hen looks around. We had a rooster once, we will never do that again. And then after they're about a year old, they start laying eggs. So, so on the in their house is completely contained. Nothing. No, can we let them free range. Okay. Once they're old enough, they'll free range because they eat their weight in ticks. So there are yes, there are very few ticks on our. How do they find them? Oh my goodness! They scratch. So I mean, they're constantly scratching and pecking, and yeah. they eat the ticks. They yep. control the bugs. We don't have bugs. That's well, amazing. So, I mean, some, but... So, yeah. it, if you have to go buy a few things for these chicks, like medicinal or health, what do you? What, what's on the ground in the, in the house for them? Or where are they going to stay till 70 degrees? They live on a little mat? No, they have a... yoga a, mat? <laughs> they have a little... Box. Crate that has a screen on top with a little heat lamp, and they get the best life with the special feed for chicks. They have to have a certain layer of protein for their growing little bodies. And then once they're out there, the amount of grubs that they eat, and then we supplement with just a little bit of uh, scratch like, brains. And yeah, crumble that you get at our co op. It's pretty Are easy. you an egg expert? No. No, but we eat a lot of eggs. So. <clears throat> if I were to get store-bought eggs, I know that they're going to be exactly the same mm -hmm. for the most part because they've figured out the system that if you're going to get this egg, uh, eggs better or whatever they're called, they're going to be the same. Mm -hmm. But if I get a farm dozen, they might there might be some little inconsistencies. Mm -hmm. Like for instance, I just had some eggs the other day and inside from a farm, from a farm mm -hmm. in Maryland, mm -hmm. um, We've got chicks downstairs, <laughs> full disclosure. And there was little flecks of what looked like either food, but it wasn't blood, right. and I'm, I'm sure it was physical. And I, so I opened it up and thought, hmm, I don't know how I'm gonna feel like that when I really go to, so I waited until it cooked enough so I could just take a little itty bitty thing and go and rip it out. What is that? It was in the egg? It was in the white. It was in the white? I don't know. And my mom said, well, you know, sometimes the grain goes right to the egg. I'm like, 
it swallows the grain and it goes down in the egg? Is that physically possible? I don't know. I don't see The one how that thing that you happen. do know about farm fresh eggs is that you can keep them on your counter yeah. for months. Yeah. Really? As long as you don't wash them because they have what's called a bloom, which protects that egg. But store-bought eggs are washed, so you must refrigerate them. Wow. I, I, didn't saw, know, I didn't know the months. I, I knew that you could put them on your counter. I saw a woman put eggs in a mason jar and do some sort of concoction so she could store them mm -hmm. and keep them. Interesting. It's crazy. Yeah. So is that the only thing that's kind of what's ne new? What's a now what's next? A rescue puppy we're looking for. We're going to uh, adopt another dog. Um, we have one right now. She's a Rhodesian Ridgeback. Oh, She's six years old. Yeah, and she like she guards the farm. She takes care of any predators that come through. Um, and we're looking to adopt another rescue. We haven't quite decided on the breed yet. Big or small, or you don't know yet? Oh, we like anything from 30 pounds maybe um, on up. I mean, uh, our dog right now is 65 pounds, so I don't want to really get much bigger than that. We have a pet festival on Columbia Pike, and I work with a lot of rescues, so we can talk afterwards about okay. that. Absolutely. Great. Not that you don't have I access to all of them, too, well, but I know the people. It's, it's yeah. great ha knowing someone that is in with the rescues because then it really helps you adopt, we've mm -hmm. found. What's the dog's name? Friday. Friday. Okay, I think every time Friday does a successful hunt, we put the, the head on a pike. And oh we, my. And so we, 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 Matt, we, we would have heads all over the farm. We, <laughs> we, we, we tell the people, we tell the other animals, look, this is our turf, like in the olden castle days. These are our enemies. Are we really going to heads on pike policies <laughs> on, the, on the Aboyle homestead? Is that really what we want to do? I don't know. I'm just creative. You are creative. All right. Okay. Next one. <clears throat> What's tomorrow's itinerary look like schedule? Well, um, I, uh, I work for a national manufacturer of lighting equipment, and um, I am working from home. I'm a remote worker. I uh, have um, key markets across the country that I'm responsible for um, market growth. And uh, on tomorrow's schedule, I have a conference call in the morning. Um, I have lots of work to do that I had, didn't get accomplished today. Um, and I'll be working from probably about 6 a.m. to 6 or 7 at night, usually. Um, but uh, it's lots of conference calls, lots of emails, and looking at drawings, doing so reviews. So are you renting out equipment? Are you uh, we designing? Sell. We sell. You yeah, sell. yeah. So I work for Cooper Lighting Solutions, and, and we are the number two manufacturer in the world for um, lighting equipment. So if Creative Cauldron is building a new space, which they are, I should maybe call you for some recommendations or some idea of who to call, what to Certainly, do. Certainly, yeah. We don't. Uh, we don't really. I, when um, before I worked for this national manufacturer, I was with a local lighting rep firm, and uh, we did have some theatrical lines and that we sold, and we did a lot of theater sales. But um, uh, sadly, I've pulled out of the theatrical lighting. I haven't really been doing theatrical lighting probably in the last five to seven years. So what kind of lighting are we talking about? Commercial, like industrial, industrial, yeah. yeah, Anything, okay. we do have residential also, although I don't really work in the residential market, uh, that part of the, the, the market, but it's anything commercial, industrial, and I'm, I'm responsible for lighting controls. What are some of the latest trends in industrial lighting or like, uh, you know, like, uh, connected connected lighting is the big thing now. So um, you know, in a, in a commercial space, uh, you're putting lighting anywhere a person's going to be. We're going to have lighting, uh, and what we're realizing now is, well, what else can that lighting do for us? Um, you know, can it uh, gather data about who's in the space? Can it track assets? Can wow, it um, wow. find out if you're using your space uh, optimally? Because everything now needs to have occupancy sensors by energy code. Smart lights. Smart lights. Yeah. You know, can they also transmit uh, data to your phones? Li-Fi, where you can just have your phone's camera noticing the high frequency pulsing of the light, and that can communicate information about locations and guidance. And uh, in schools, can we... You know now there's the with with the school markets and 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 the trend and and just the the what's happening in schools these days with security you know can we implement the lighting can the lights help for security? can the lights help with security can they guide people to exits can they automatically go off if there's a crisis you know what else can we use lighting for besides just lighting a space that's really smart this is wow. making me very anxious 
I feel like I'm being watched by the lights. <laughs> you are just a paparazzi. I feel like I'm always going to be in the spotlight. <laughs> Chris, what's your day tomorrow? I'm teaching a yoga class at nine, so I'll head into Frederick. I've been teaching at uh, Soul Yoga, S-O-L, like the sun, in Frederick, Maryland for since, gosh, 2005. So I've been teaching for 18 years, 18 years. Uh, so I'll teach a class in the morning from 9 to 10, and then afterwards I was planning on walking through Baker Park, which is like their central park in a way, uh, to grab some willow branches for a project. And then, <laughs> and then I'm headed home because we are leaving to go to Florida in a few days. So I have to get home and pack. And, oh, fun. Yeah, so the wonderful thing about having our daughter She's in a private school online. I'm not, I don't want to get the idea that I'm homeschooling her and teaching her science and I'm overseeing her schooling, but she has professors that she connects with in, on her computer. But the great thing is we can take it anywhere. Yeah. So we're using this. I always offered her a year off since the beginning, since elementary school. And she chose eighth grade, which I think is a great choice because who really likes middle school? Right. Nobody. Right? Mm -hmm. Like hormones and blah. So she took, decided eighth grade was going to be her year off and we can travel. So I'm really taking advantage of the fact that we're mobile. We've been trying to do field trips and we're spending the end of February in sunny Florida to visit family. Oh, that's fun. Yeah. That's fun. So that'll be tomorrow. Amazing. All right. Okay. Yeah. Oh, do you have any YouTube classes that you've filmed that says, hi everyone, I'm... I, yeah. So through Soul Yoga, there are free classes that I'm, I've taught over the years that are there. And then on my Instagram account, I also have some little like snippets and, and every Wednesday I do not, it's not yoga in the physical sense, but it's yoga in the global sense. I do a reduced waste Wednesday post every Wednesday, a way that we can help to reduce I our waste that. and our trash mm -hmm. in the world. Cause that's like, a number one priority so if you if there's someone out there listening that is nervous or thinks yoga is weird and wackadoo mm -hmm. what would why would you encourage someone to take a class in yoga because it is going to it is a massage for the central nervous system it can be we're only as young as our spine is healthy so that's I don't think of anyone that says, yes, when I'm 80 years old, I would love to be decrepit and not be able to walk up and down stairs safely. I think it's really important that we take care of our bodies. It's the only body we get. And yoga allows you to, yes, you can be sitting at work and learn about good posture and how to breathe and regulate the systems of your body. We were given the gift of controlling our body. We can't control our heart rate, can't control our brain pulses but we were given the gift to be able to control our breath and that can change the game. Mm. So that would be, all you have to be able to do to practice yoga is breathe. It's the new name of Christina's new book, Just Breathe. <laughs> it's probably already taken. It's already taken. <laughs> <laughs> okay. okay. All right, another pinky. We've got like four right. left. Okay. Oh, what did you do after college? What did you do after college? You went to LA. Uh, Jenny Soto and I first went to New York and we spent a month with our little top shoes and our backpack and our jazz shoes. And we had our backstage, we circled all of our auditions and we went into the city and auditioned. And I, I remember very clearly having uh, many a meal with Jenny in Central Park and, um, and then went to San Francisco for six months and then went to LA um, and tried to do the whole Screen Actors Guild thing. And then moved to Frederick, Maryland and that's where I kind of stayed. Yeah. Uh, I didn't travel nearly as much. I stayed in the DC market. Um, I worked for a production company doing uh, theatrical production, concert production. Um, I then decided that I really, really like to have uh, nights and weekends to myself. So I moved out of the production industry and went into the construction industry. And uh, for six or seven years, I worked for a company that built theaters and we did installations of theatrical equipment. And I did everything from technician to sales to, to service. Um, and then uh, from there, decided to move into a, a rep firm and become a, a manufacturer's rep for theatrical and lighting equipment. And now I work for a manufacturer. Wow. Do you ever do consultancy work for a new theater that is building itself? 
You not could. not anymore. Um, could I? Maybe. Um, the problem is, I think that I've probably been out of touch with that market, to and see the new to trends. really see the yeah. new trends yeah. and to know what's new and what's hot. Um, because you know, it's technology moves so fast. Yeah, sure. And and that's really what drives a lot of the innovation. Yeah. And you have to be in front of it and in it to really know what's happening. And I would feel that I'm just not there anymore. Yeah, that um, makes sense. Yeah. All right, Sean, next question. Next question. Pinky. Uh, this says, where where were you born and raised? Um, well, uh, I was born in Michigan, and um, I was raised in the D.C. area. I mean, it sounds like a trend. I'm, I'm kind of a homebody. I haven't really left this area, but I really like it here. Um, it's a good market to be in. I was born in New York and raised in New York. Yeah. Do you, either of you have relatives still in Michigan or New York? No. 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 Mm-hmm. No. Nope. Next question. Okay. <laughs> Name some of your favorite streaming movies or series. We oh. now this was all this was kind of a COVID question. Okay. Because we knew that everyone was like home watching stuff. And clearly you don't have to say you can say I don't watch that crap because I'm home writing my own book, Just Breathe. <laughs> um, <clears throat> Outlander. Yeah, we talked about that earlier. That was a series I got into. I don't know. Did you have any? I don't. I, you know, the problem is I'm addicted to projects. Uh, you know, like Christina mentioned, you got my metal shop at the Barracuda. I got a wood shop that I do woodworking projects in. And I don't really watch series. I, I would probably really. I don't have time to get into a series. I would like watching little one-off YouTube things and, and, and stuff like that. But for me to get into a series... I, I would rather be out doing a project and working on something. I love that. I love the fact that you have your own series and don't have to consume somebody else's. He also has a YouTube channel. It doesn't have much on it, but he tried for a while. It to, is to, so to, difficult. I like applaud you for doing this podcast because it is so much work to commit to that and to produce we it. We have nothing to do. <laughs> we also have a YouTube channel. Yeah, we do this between lunch and dinner <laughs> while I'm cooking a nice lasagna. All right. Okay. At what age were you when you knew you wanted to be an artist? Never. Well, I started dance classes at three and a half, so I think from a really early age, I wanted to express in some physical way. Yeah. So that, I don't know if I consciously said artist. Artist, yeah, that's. Uh, I don't. I've. I don't think I ever considered myself an artist. Um, that's so not true, though. But you know, I would. I would contribute to art. But that is part of art. It is making I, you an artist. Sure. Yeah. yeah. I mean, but uh, so early on, I mean, I loved electronics. I loved, um, you know, lighting and and mm-hmm. using light to create something and that just led me into the theater because it allowed me to have that freedom to play with the lighting and to play with the audio and and it was probably high school you know when I got into high school theater and and they were like oh you want to do the lighting yeah go ahead no one else wanted to do it so okay I'll do the lighting and then that just led me to loving theater and wanting to pursue that that course in my life yeah which you still are doing in many different ways. It's almost like the difference between snow, fog, rain, sleet, ice. It's all the same. Just comes to us in life, in our life, in like a different form. It, it is, and there's still. I mean, a lot of what I do is just plain old illumination, maintain lighting so people can work. But every once in a while, there's a lobby with some color changing lights or some gobo projections to make the lobby look fun and. That still allows me to have a little bit of artistic influence on some small part of the world still. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, Sean, I think we've got three more. Okay, let's see, I keep opening them upside down. Name three survival jobs you've had. Three sur- yeah, oh. three survival jobs yes. that you've had that you know you, you take because you just need money. Uh-huh. Like, okay, I'm, I'm actually into lighting design, but I will work this job. I'll be a, a driver. 
Why are you smiling at me? I'm not smiling at <laughs> I, can, I can only think of one for you. Yeah, maybe it was what, not. What are you thinking of for me? Christine will answer for me on this one. What job the, have I taken to survive? The pizza job. That's Oh only... my goodness, that was like my first job in high school. I wasn't to survive. That was because my mom's like, get out of the house and get a job. No, <laughs> I, I took a job at KFC because I had to make money to go to Europe, and that was my survival job to get to Europe. I think I've been very blessed, um, you know, when in, even in high school, when in high school theater, we rented some equipment from a local production company and I had to return it. And when I went into that production, I said, hey, by the way, I'd really like to work here. And I got a job sweeping floors, coiling cable and washing Legos. And that wasn't to survive. That was just to get into the industry. You know, I think I've taken some jobs just to be in the industry. Yeah, yeah. I was a waitress at the Ground Round at the Apple Blossom Mall. Oh my God, the, the Ground, 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 ground Monkey. The Ground the Monkey, ground they used round. to call it. Yep. So wow. I remember going home smelling like French dip. Uh, so that was definitely a helping pay my college education job. And, and then in Los Angeles, I took some temp jobs. I worked for the Hallmark Channel and that was a, I need a real paycheck, not a possible I will work this many hours on a set and get paid I was tired of worrying about my rent so I worked at the Hallmark Channel which wound up being a, a fabulous job but it was nice to have that paycheck yep. yeah the weirdest yeah. job I've ever had was I was a photographer for accident scenes sites at oh like uh, department stores or retail stores I had to go and say what happened <gasps> oh. well she tripped here over this for insurance yeah. and for yeah. like courts wow. and like yeah. yeah it was bizarre and I kind of really loved it because I was like there's been an accident so and then unique. I'd have to take the photos it lasted for like three gigs anyway next huh, question okay, I yeah. one time had to go to a car manufacturer and drive a car off the lot that had zero miles to its brand new dealership destination oh and it was it was horrible. I was so, I was the stress. I was what pressing. kind of car? I don't even remember. Uh -huh. it, it was I was, I was out of like <laughs> it wasn't nice. No. It was just like oh car a neon. But I was so scared <laughs> because it was like it was like hours away, and I thought, don't they usually like put these on like things car carrier? Like, yeah. No, right. they they had me and like six other people drive like six. How much cars. were you paid? Do you remember? I don't remember. I don't even remember what even money was <laughs> because I did never had any. Because gas was ninety nine cents at the sheets by Shenandoah. Uh -huh. That's why. Okay, we're down to two questions. All right. This is. I remember when the sheets was built, and before the sheets was built, there was a cabaret. Remember that little building that did the cabarets at night? I never got to go in, but I remember when they built that sheets. What made you decide to go to SU? I went to one other college beforehand, Longwood College in Bristol, Virginia. Hey, -o. and I remember walking in as a New Yorker. And the woman was telling me about her Bible lesson in the morning and how she was going to have a Bible lesson at night. And I saw her dorm room and her Bible was out and her whole schedule was about things that I wanted to just perform. And the whole vibe of that college made my skin crawl. And then I went to Shenandoah and there was a man playing cello on a bench and there were some ducks and there was a weeping willow. And I thought, I don't care what kind of education I'm going to get. This looks like a movie set. I'm going here. Yeah, the weeping yeah. willow I think has sold so many people yeah. on the school because I saw it and went, oh no, I have to go here. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It was a beautiful campus, um, and they had a real theater degree. I could get a degree in scenic and lighting design, and uh, all the other colleges that I visited didn't, you know, have that. Uh, I was probably visiting the wrong colleges, um, but it was the first college I visited that actually had, and you know, I'll, I'll say also seeing um, Peter Pan. And uh, Rick Conway did the sets for that. And seeing Rick's sets Rick Conway, and, and yeah. seeing what was there, I was like, wow, there are, there's some real art happening here, and, and I want to be a part of this. Yeah. He's an yeah. artist. Yeah. Yeah. Rick yeah. Conway did the set for our Grease at the Burnbray. Yeah. Remember that? Rick Conway did costume set and lights for, I believe, the Snow Queen in Middleburg. Yeah. 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 All right, last one. Last question. Dun, 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 dun. Favorite snack. <laughs> favorite snack. That's our last question. That's, that's our last question. Oh. Yeah, favorite snack. That's perfect. Oh. Pretzel rods. Yeah. All right. That's a snack. That's, that's a. It's sure it's a snack. I mean, yeah. Right. 
Maybe dipped in Nutella? Or chocolate. Mm. Yeah, I would have to say pretzels and chocolate. Wow. Yeah. All right. Um, I just had to write something down. Now that we've gone through the course of questions, uh, it's funny that, you know, you did the Cassie monologue. It was a dancing band-aid. You were a dancing band-aid. Okay. <laughs> um, in Solitaire, you did a monologue that was hysterical. Josh, 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 Josh. And she said, I, I, there, you're something like, I have my home, I, I have my, my chickens. chickens. And I thought about that when yeah. you were talking about your chickens. So full circle again, wow. I have my home, I have, I my, have chickens. my chickens. <laughs> I love that. That's funny. that's funny. I just put that together. Not that that's brain surgery, but there's a lot of uh, interesting full circles for you. Yeah. You have um, a great memory. No, I just, I was obsessed with solitaire. That was so good. Yeah. I enjoyed being in that. I didn't see it in person. I saw it on his VHS tape. I got later. a B plus. <gasps> what? Yeah. I was given a B plus. Why? Because I guess they knew I was going to be a uh, composer that would have shows all over the world. A B plus, really? Um, it was because Marcus Davis sang, sang Beauty School Dropout. Sang Beauty School Dropout, and I didn't. I was a um, reactor to his to his actor, and that was seen as being not in the show, which is the wrong choice because. Anyway, that's a whole another George Mason symposium. George Mason, call me. I've got something to say. <laughs> um, but yeah, you know, it's interesting. I think now being a teacher on any level, because I, I, I coach a few kids here for stuff. I have lots of piano students online. And I think that a lot of my choices now as a teacher is filtered through my lens as a student on many levels because of the fragility of people's uh you know human existence and there is no there's nothing tangible to the creative thought mm -hmm. it's just a thought what makes it tangible is encouraging and supporting that untangible thing to be uh, manifested into existence right and if you really really mess that beginning thing up it kind of fizzles out it becomes a just a a, a busted firework. It might might be it might get to the sky, but it's never going to be this beautiful firework. Mm -hmm. And I think there's a lot of people along the way, not for malicious reasons, but that somehow somehow talk to people or say things because there's just like a status quo. There's just a status quo. Matt didn't sing the song in his one person show, so I'm going to give him a B plus. But you've never fit the mold on anything. Well, exactly, and I think that was part of the problem too. As we know, if you're not the star of the show and you're not getting cast as the lead, why bother? Mm -hmm. Not realizing that sometimes being in the ensemble and knowing when to lead and when to follow is gonna get you further. Mm -hmm. Because eventually, you may not be have that leading support or that leading role, and you need to know all the other inner workings, you know? Yes. Anyway, I'll, I'll stop preaching. No, 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 no. Um, <laughs> That was beautiful. Christina and Sean, thank you so much for coming here and doing this. And we have to come to the farm. Yes. Absolutely. Yes. I, I want to see the summer kitchen. I'm obsessed with the idea of it. I want to see the chicks. Great. Yeah, let's um, see the chicks. I want to see the sentinel and the hen. Okay. And everything else in between. And I hope I don't get ticks. Because <laughs> so the, the, the chicks will eat the ticks. Yes. The fundraising jamboree is going to be is going to be called uh, chicks. <laughs> Find and, your chicks. No chicks <laughs> and uh, picks, and it's going to be a guitar. Okay, session. I'm yeah. glad you went with picks. <laughs> yeah. Chicks and picks. <laughs> Take pics of the chicks and put some. Yeah. And anyone out there who wants to also do this home visit, it's only a hundred dollars per person. <laughs> <laughs> so feel free to check. Snacks. Yeah, check out my pages. <laughs> This has right. been so much fun. Thank yes, you very thank much. You very All right, much we love you. Love you too. Bye. Bye. Thanks so much for joining us, Christina and Sean. It was a magical time. We got some amazing flowers. Oh, forsythias. We got some forsythia from Maryland. And some. Um, dates and some dates we had date with dates <laughs> and it was a beautiful night it was a beautiful night and i love both of them yeah and, and 
Oh gosh, yes. Let's go to the farm. Let's figure it out. I um, said to I said to Chrissy and Sean, um, I have to bring the vase back. Yeah. And also Christina borrowed a book that my day job produced. Yep. So I've gotta get that back. So we have the excuses. So thank you so much. We for love you joining in. Yes. Another Pippin connection as well. If you want to learn more about us, please visit www.connorsmithmusicals.com. That's Connor with an ER. You can find us on social media on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, Patreon under Connor and Smith again with an ER. Please rate, review, subscribe to this podcast. It really helps us out a lot. Share where you share things. Post it where you post things. Um, There is a Discord. If you want to go on a page that is not social media for everybody, it's kind of its own secret thing. Um, Ben Church, Beth Wentz, Steve Jones, I give you props for keeping it alive. Um, go on there and say hi to people. It's it's really a fun thing when it is lively. So check it out. Um, other than that, uh, I'm just happy that we are still here. Uh, we're almost on the three-year mark of COVID. We're still here. We're still doing things. Theater is coming back we to are life. Still here. We're here. Um, and we love all of you for being here with us. And thank you so much to our Patreon subscribers for making things like Find Your Light, our recent concert, a possibility. We really, really rely on you. And thank you so much. Um, we will be back. We're, we're kind of, it's March, so it's March Madness, right? Right. Um, we're going to try to get a few more shows other than one per week to you. So we're going to try to bring more to you. We love you, SU, and the Hornet Hive. We will be back soon. Bye. Bye. Bye.